Coming up this week, off screen. Get ready for a little bit of wonder with Wonder. Dan Stevens is the man who invented Christmas. Michael Haneke has a happy end. We find out if love's thicker than water. We journey to a most beautiful island. And we meet Dolores. All of us to come and more off screen. This is. This is off screen. Off screen. Latest film news and reviews. This is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. Ooh, welcome to Offscreen, I'm Van Connor. I am Case Allen. Welcome back, Mr. Allen. So, ah, loads of stuff to get to this week. There always is. When is it not? And when also, it it's, not? Uh, it's next- soon December. Well, yeah, I mean, apparently there's time. not a lot next week, So, because we were talking about what's out next week, and it looks like... Not a, a great deal. A quietish week. Next yeah, week. it looks like some interesting things, but yeah. not, you know... There's no Star Wars. Next There's week. no Star Wars. It was the week after that, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, if, if we deserve Star Wars, does it even count as a week? No, no, it does not. Lightsabers yeah. at the ready. So, um, <laughs> so let's see then. Before we get to the news reviews, usual fun, we need our kickoff news. What's going to start the ball rolling for us this week? I think the biggest news dropped after we did the show last week. Oh, so we've like got an hour about. after as well. Because that's, that's usually the way, isn't it? Usually. Everyone waits until the Wednesday night. Yeah, like Marvel are doing with the new trailer for Avengers. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Today, when today. record this, yeah. I think it's going to be like five, six o'clock. The Infinity War trailer is out. Mm. Uh, I will have popcorn at the ready. I, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be amazing. But uh, speaking of Marvel, that is the big news. Uh, it was announced uh, last Wednesday that uh, Jude Law mm. will be in Captain Marvel, oh, man, and he will be good. playing Marvel, who's kind of like the, the first, he's Captain, the Marvel, first yeah. Captain Marvel, and something of a mentor figure. To uh, Carol Danvers, who of course will be played by Brie Larson. Ah, your lady finally mm. getting her superhero role. Yeah, it's about time. Do you remember when you used to play the crappy superhero before you won an Oscar, and like now it's and the now other it's like way who around. You are, or, or you get uh, two murder because that's what happens when you win an Oscar. You become yeah, two murder. That's totally it. That's, that's what happens. Did we have an Oscar? We've had an Oscar-winning Bond girl now as well because Halle Berry counted. That's uh, true. Halle Berry was thinking the first Oscar-winning Bond girl. Oh, actually, does uh, uh, Judi Dench count as a Bond girl? Because she's got an Oscar. Well, yeah. She, she got an Oscar for eight minutes' worth of screen time as well, which is impressive. Does she hold the record still? Well, I mean, for the shortest, the shortest screen time performance winning. to actually get an Oscar? I'm Maybe. Sure I, I might that. have to look into it. Yeah. I would not be surprised. There is a chart, and Judi Dench is on it, but I'm not sure if she's the top of it or not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Jude Law in Captain Marvel. Playing we- Marvel. Marvel uh, is part of uh, the Kree, which is an alien race that I think is going to be a pretty big part of the MCU. There is, because there's a post-credits on Thor that loots yeah. the Kree, and obviously there's going to be villains, villainous side in Infinity War. They are, yeah. Um, there's going to be uh, a scroll leader played oh. by Ben Mandelson. That's what I was going to get to. He's, is he the scroll leader? Do we know that? He's, he's I, I think that's, that's near enough confirmed. That's now. And then uh, Nick Fury's going back as well. Can't wait. And it's set in the 90s as well. And set it? in the 90s. So what's going to happen? Okay, prediction if for it's, you. Are you going to say uh, Secret Invasion? I'm going to say Secret Invasion. Oh, I would explode. <laughs> I, I would love that. So I think we're going to get Infinity War. I think this is going to wrap up the bulk of the story. There's yeah. going to be some members left, but I think towards the end of the film they will uncover that I don't know Captain America is secretly a Skrull imposter and then we have Captain Marvel to show us that the Skrulls can do that mm. and then you'll have Infinity War 2 probably called Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion. and that's why it's a spoiler because we said yeah. the title for number 4 we can't tell you that it's a spoiler for number 3 exactly I'm in I'm in 
Oh, oh, you just got me. Oh, by the you way, got my money. Um, competitions for this week. We'll get the plugs out of the way now uh, because moments before we start sat down to record this, uh, we had confirmation of a new competition. So it's not in oh, our, really? it's not in our paperwork. I don't think I know about it. You don't. You I don't. don't. You're out the room. So um, competitions we're running at the moment. So if you go on onscreenfilm.com, go in the competition section, win some swag. Uh, we've got copies of the Child in Time, the Bandit Cumberbatch BBC movie. Yeah. We've got DVDs and signed posters for the Hitman's Bodyguard. Who signed them? Uh, pass offhand, couldn't tell you. I know they're signed. They're um, signed, signed by the, the best boy grip. That's who signed them. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Steve, the best boy grip, he signed them. Um, <laughs> wouldn't you laugh if it turned, turned out to just be Gary Oldman? You know, the one oh, guy that, that no one knew was in that movie. But uh, <laughs> And we're now giving away DVDs for England is Mine. The, oh, the Morrissey, the Morrissey movie, yeah. yeah. Which I didn't get to review, and I don't think you saw it. I've not seen it, no. Um, it is actually, weirdly, it's on like a reissue uh, at my local cinema. They're, they're doing, yeah, because they're doing this thing now where the certain films are bringing back from the summer. Okay. Like films that people have missed. It's very quiet. Really, we've, it? we've both missed it. It, yeah. it was very quiet. Very it's, quiet. Yeah. But, but uh, what quote that Kim always says, everyone grows out of their Morrissey phase. Except, except Morrissey. Morrissey. Yeah, I love yeah. that. But yeah. I think he attributes it to someone else, but I only ever hear it from him. Um, but yeah, so you could win that movie. See something that even we haven't seen. There yeah, you then, go. You know, come on the show and review it and <laughs> do a better job on us and get us fired. And of course, then you can be on the podcast edition, which you can find on Acast, iTunes, uh, Deezer, TuneIn, and uh, enjoy all the post-credits goodness, including more reviews, news, and the moment of Cage. Yeah. Shall we uh, do a film review? Let us do a review. Because Let's do it. It's a, it's, a, it's a film that answers a question I've always wondered, which is, how did certain conventions of Christmas come about? I've wondered this as well. Yeah. And we find out how invented Christmas. Exactly. Oh, uh, the, which, the segue I brilliance. So, uh, this is from a director, uh, Barrett Naluri, who was, a, I know, was a what's, TV what, director. What's, what's his name, sorry? Barrett Naluri. Great name. Right, he I know him as, primarily as having started out as a TV director. He cut his teeth on Spooks for the BBC. Mm. And he was really actively involved with that show. And then between uh, seasons of that, he would go off to the US and shoot sort of low-budget genre films. And I think the most high-profile one he ever did was, wait for it, the best of the Crow sequels, Crow Salvation. Okay? I, I defy anyone to argue that one with me. Salvation is the yeah, best that's, that's of the Crow That's pretty faint praise. The David Boreanaz one sucked. I, I don't want to admit that, but it did. That Edward Furlong is the Crow. I mean, really? Oh, no thanks. No, no, no. I'm not interested. I'll take Eric Mabius, thank you very much. <laughs> Eric Mabius, and, and uh, what's the name, Kristen, uh, Kristen Dunst. Mm. Okay, so The Man Who Invented Christmas, Barrett Nalluri, uh, stars Dan Stevens as Charles Dickens who actually technically is credited for inventing our modern conception of Christmas. And what you've got here is, I don't know if you've seen one of these recently, an author biopic about how an author wrote his, you know, most famous text. The idea is he wrote Oliver Twist, he then wrote three flops in a row, Hmm. and then in order to get his mojo back and pay his bills, he came up with a Christmas, what would be called a Christmas Carol, in record time. He started it in October. And he was out for December. And he had it out for Christmas. This thing came out quicker than a Daddy's Home sequel. Anyway, which is actually factually accurate. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we were like, how is this going to be out in time? And here is a clip. Why Christmas? Why not? Does anybody really celebrate it anymore, apart from our clerk, who never misses an opportunity to take a day off with pay? More or less an opportunity for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. (laughs) What we mean to say, Mr Dickens, is... Not much of a market for Christmas books, what? 
It is a Christmas book because Christmas is or ought to be the one time of year when men and women open their shut-up hearts and think of the people below them as if they really were fellow passengers to the grave and not another race of creatures altogether. We are already halfway through October. Even if you'd already written it, we couldn't possibly get it illustrated, typeset printed and bound, advertised and distributed to shops in only six weeks. Carrie always there, playing Charles Dickens. Sorry, I meant to say Dan Stevens. Um, yeah, that comparison... I you were going to say playing the other guy. I was like, that sounds nothing like... <laughs> the line... Roberts. The line between Dan Stevens and Carrie always is increasingly thinning. It is blowing. It yeah. is. It's fraying, that line. Uh, so, all-star British cast on this one. So, Christopher Plummer... Well, actually, Christopher Plummer's Canadian, isn't he? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, Christopher Plummer, Jonathan Price, Simon Callow, Miriam Margolis, Ian McNeese. There, there's a hell of a roster on this one. And to be fair, there's certain actors who, once you get them playing Scrooge, you kind of you've done the job there. Christopher Plummer playing Ebenezer Scrooge is that that's an easy point right to score. Itself. It does, doesn't yeah. it? It's like getting Patrick Stewart. You you scored the point. Who has actually played Scrooge? Yes, yeah. yeah. But that's just a prestige thing of British film, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, in the lead, I, I, I quite like Dan Stevens, but I don't think he's given anything really to, to really work with here. It's mm. a very by-the-numbers screenplay. A lot, of, a lot of the problems with it come down to its story. And um, try, try as he might, I know Barrett O'Leary is trying to give this some of that seasonal magic, some festive shimmer, but the screenplay by uh, Susan Coyne, it just really isn't up to an awful lot. And it feels, the way, if you heard the clip, there's, there's moments where they drop a line of dialogue in that's clearly going to be in mm. A Christmas Carol. You know, for things like that. Um, you know, like the the way he hears Bar Humbug for the first time. It, it's full of those uh, uh, those moments. You always get them in biopics. You know, or, or, or really schlocky movies. Where so I suppose you're some kind of Suicide Squad. You know, those kind of... Ah, it's lines. the name of the ah, film. the name of the movie. It's when we do the little golf claps, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you do the golf clap. Yeah, it's like in Wonder when they say, you know, you've got to have Wonder. Um... It, Kind of like that. Spoiler alert, the word wonder is in wonder. Anyway, um, so there's a lot of that going on, and really it seems like that's where the most effort went in it. Um, I, I, I didn't dislike it, but I did feel kind of a little bit unengaged at times because there's not an awful lot to it beyond the sort of film that the BBC makes and puts on on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Mm. You can absolutely, it's of no more calibre than that, and you can absolutely see that that's where this goes. This film clearly winds up on BBC One on Christmas Day one year, and like four o'clock in the afternoon, you think, okay, fair enough. You know, before the actual prime time stuff starts. Before they show the seasonal EastEnders, they show this one. I don't think this would be on the BBC, this is a BBC Two. BBC Two? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Or, or maybe yeah. eight o'clock on BBC Four. Oh no, 11 o'clock yeah. on Christmas Day. In the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning on Christmas Day. That's the kind of place you find this film. I oh, know, that's when we show like Shrek for like the thousandth time, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and this, this is, I will say, this is better than Shrek, but that's a low bar for me. Um, I, I can't really, really like Shrek either. No, I'm not. No. Uh, well, it, it, it's not about who you are on the outside, it's what's on the inside that counts, but let's make fun of the villain because he's short. That makes, <laughs> yeah, it makes, makes no sense. Of sense. I feel like you say that. Somewhat personally as well. Well, I do. As a, as a shorter sure. man. Yes, yeah, so yeah. no one takes me seriously when I mention that point, but never mind. Anyway, <laughs> so, right. Um, just watch a Blackout as Christmas Carol. Same thing done better um, and more subversively. This is very by the numbers. You will see it on TV shortly. Uh, but if you do want a sort of disposable, seasonally movie and you can't wait for uh, something like Better Watch Out, which looks like it has an awful lot more potential. potential. Dan Stevens' completist, our mutual friend John Dickinson, for example, is. Loves his work. Um, he loves yeah. his work. Then, uh, by all means, get festive. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen. 
the on-screen radio show. Come with me if you want to. And we're back, Mr. Allen. So, uh, where are we headed next? I've not got my sheet in front of me. You, you, you know these things. You're a man who knows stuff. We are headed to a film called Dolores. You're oh, going to tell me about Dolores. Okay, right. So this is the stories of De- the stories. This is the story <laughs> of Dolores Huerta. Uh, Huerta, sorry. Um, she was uh, she was much heralded by the Obama administration. In fact, she finally got some recognition uh, for decades of, of charitable work in uh, in unions. Basically, in the way this works is that in the uh, in the fifties and sixties, the treatment of uh, migrant workers who worked on uh, on the planta- on the, the plantations and the orchards and everything in California were horrifically mistreated. This was around the time of you know like the pesticides and DDT and things like mm. that. Around the time that that became a big hot button issue, and you had uh, Migrant workers coming over with huge, huge skin conditions and things like that. And she and uh, Cesar Chavez uh, stepped up and led the led what would become the Workers' Revolution. They they worked with uh, Robert Robert Kennedy, and uh, this is the, the chronicle of her life and times. You know where she where she came from, what she did, where she is now. We have a clip. Dolores is an icon. She's a civil rights hero. She's the first general that I followed into war. She's not afraid to speak truth to power. Dolores Huerta, who is an old friend of mine. The FBI knew how dangerous Dolores was. Dolores came up with the slogan, Si se puede. Yes, we can. You were a young girl growing up in America in the 40s. You must have had a dream. After I had seen the miserable conditions of farm workers, Cesar Chavez said, we have to organize a union. So you had this ambience all around you that you could really change the world. Now, obviously, there's there's a tempo to that, as you can tell. Um, it's it's a very interesting one. It's a PBS documentary. So it's one of those that you kind of know what to expect. You've, you've seen your share of these. Um, it is very much of that. There's nothing particularly unchallenging as regards what kind of documentary it is. It's a talking head one. You know, you've, mm. Gloria Steinem turns up, Hillary Clinton turns up. Notably, they don't get Obama, but they do have archival footage of him with her. Okay. And uh, I will say something. It, it shows you how fast time is moving by, that we're, we're getting really weepy and nostalgic already every time we see Obama in one of these things, because <laughs> simpler times, man. Come simpler times. back. <laughs> Come back, Mary. Come back. Um, I, 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 I was really engaged with it, to be honest. It wasn't a story I knew an awful lot about. I had, I had heard of Dolores Huerta, and obviously I've heard of Cesar Chavez. I know of these people, and I have the sort of cliff notes version of what they did for the farmers union etc uh, but i wasn't up to up to scratch entirely on the subject i think if i were already you know vaguely knowledgeable on what, what, what actually went on what they did and what they achieved i would still have found stuff in this actually that probably would have surprised i think it's, it's quite insightful for what it is mm. but that insight is it's it's very topic relevant it, it doesn't elevate it beyond Simply feeling like a PBS documentary, okay. and uh, that's, that's not that's, that's it's not a bad thing. It's not a slight on it. It's anything. not a slight no. on it. I, I know it's a PBS doc- documentary. I'm not expecting a Sony Pictures tentpole movie. You know what I mean? It's, things are what they are. Um, and uh, I never expect anything when I see a Sony Pictures tentpole movie. Oh, and the weekly a, emoji movie hits DVD. You I know. Savage. What, what's a burn? You are utter <laughs> savage. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that called that a career low for James Gordon? Oh, I think I think it's about time to give uh, the Emerge movie back to Marvel. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, Dolores definitely worth checking. It's, it's a tidy ninety-five minutes. Uh, it's been released by Doghouse. House. Nice. Worth seeing. Worth seeing. Cool. It is interesting. It sounds good. But uh, yeah. so, uh, have you got a piece of news for me before we move on? Uh, I have, but I am going to be a little tease. I'm going to save it because I'm going to go straight to that top five. Okay, fair enough. I will indulge you. Number five. Let it go. Let it go. 
Okay, so this is a complicated one. That's a song from Frozen. Yep. Our, our paperwork says Frozen. Yep. But it's not that Frozen. It's not Frozen. It's, it's not frozen. frozen. It's a different Frozen from, I think, 2005? And it's it's according to the, according to the Film Distributors Association. Yeah, it has been on release for it's been in existence for six hundred and eighteen weeks. Yes, so it's obviously not it's the not Disney that one. Frozen, but because the Disney one would only be what about two hundred weeks old? So uh, roundabouts, yeah, about four years for them. Four or five oh, is, years? It, is it for two thousand? Is it two thousand thirteen or fourteen? I I, I, think it's I don't think it's fourteen. I think it's thirteen. It's thirteen, yeah. So that only put it about two hundred years old. Um, two hundred years old. Uh, two hundred oh yeah. weeks it's old. Been frozen in time. Uh, well, we couldn't even find tweets on this because if you type "frozen" into Twitter, all, guess you, all what? you get is "frozen." Yeah, yeah. All you get is "I hate Olaf, please die now." I literally <laughs> read one tweet that said, "I wish Olaf had melted at the end of the first movie. I don't want to see him in yeah. a short." Oh, he's in a short in front of Coco, which I found out yes, today, which is driving a lot of people very mad. So, uh, alas, we can't tell you about a 618 week old release of Frozen because it's not the Frozen we know it's not even the horror movie Frozen with one of the Ashmore boys is it is it the song Frozen by Madonna it's 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 not that either it's about video playing in one theatre but Madonna and it's not the it's not the Stargate SG-1 episode of Frozen either and is there yeah I'm trying to think what else so another Frozen no that's all I got yeah, I got, I got nothing. We've expanded, extend, extended all our knowledge on the subject of Frozen. Number four, Moida on the Orient Express. I really want to see the Brooklyn version of that. <laughs> Moida, well, just Poirot with like, yeah, like a leather jacket. Poirot with a leather jacket. He looks <laughs> kind of like, Moida. kind of looks like Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, the Moida on the Orient Express. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Moida in here. I'm Moida. <laughs> um, alas, I still have not seen this. Um, no, neither of you. We are, we are terrible. I mean. That brings us yeah. up to two films in the top five that we have not seen this week. Uh, we what, are what a review our show this is. Oh, we really are. Yeah. Alas, tweet me, good sir. What have we got? For yeah, me? some someone's seen it. This uh, at GG Lindsay and, and other assorted letters as well. Okay, she's got an emoji, like a moon emoji. Good, good. Uh, in the name is that in the name? Yes, I was always baffled. Li- Lindsay Moon Elise. And she's got a blue tick. She, she, she's, she's a person. Oh, okay. She is verified. She, she's recognised as a oh, natural wow. person. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, well, she uh, said she uh, saw a murder on Rio Express tonight. Uh, I enjoyed it. Might have been because of Daisy Ridley, though. Thinking emoji. Ah, thinking face. Thinking. Thinking. Mm. More thinking than went into the actual emoji movie. Then. Number three. You are the worst. I know. Uh, Justice League. <laughs> right, so... Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you some news before you go on your Go on, tirade. give me some news, there you go. Um, so, just about Moustache Gate. Obviously, it's been oh, talked yeah, about a lot. Yeah. Uh, the, the new piece of moustache-related news that came out last week was apparently Warner's uh, offered to CGI the moustache back on. Oh, for, like, for Mission for, Impossible. For, for, free, yeah. free of charge, because it would have been easier to CGI on mm. rather than to take, because obviously it looks, it looks like it's been done in paint. It does, yes. Yeah. I did hear from Henry Cavill himself in an interview, he said, actually, the role I have in Mission Impossible is so stunt-intensive that it actually would have been impractical to even attempt to CGI a moustache on. Oh, right. So, the plot God thickens. moustache. Um, on Justice League, <laughs> let's see if, what's the quickest way I can sum this up. Okay, um, if, uh, if Batman versus Superman... And Suicide Squad were the cinematic equivalent of eating a taco filled with excrement. Uh, Justice League would be like following that up with a beverage consisting solely of the brown murky water at the bottom of your kitchen bin. 
That, that's probably the best way All I can right. describe it. I, I, I hated every second of it. Um, as you just uh, pointed out to me earlier, um, unintentionally, admittedly, I have actually now forgotten entire large plot points of Justice League. Yeah, there was something about the villain's, yeah. spoiler demise, that yeah. you were... I, I'd, I'd forgotten how that even happened. That's how uninterested I was. Yeah. Um, there's an article on, I think, Hollywood Reporter, by he, the way. He, he might as well have just been destroyed, like, off-screen. Oh, God. Where's yeah. Steppenwolf? Oh, he's, he's dead. <laughs> he's he's gone somewhere. He, he he was shot down over over, over the Korean Sea. So that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. um, no, this is the thing. Uh, there's an article in the Hollywood Reporter that points out all the inconsistencies, uh, the plot holes, and everything. And you sit and think the Hollywood Reporter are doing that. So I think we can safely say this one's a write-off. Um, anything on Twitter? I think we've got a negative one on Twitter, haven't we, this week? I've not seen any positive ones. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, there are fanboys in the world for that reason. There are, definitely, but, like, it's not even a DC versus Marvel thing. It's no. Just, un- unfortunately, it is not a good film. It's not a well-made film. It's not. You can't, you can't say that about it. No, this could start the Mystery Men characters, and it would still be a bad movie. This could, this could literally mm. be... You could swap all these characters out for the characters of Tinker Tail. Oh, man, I, I just want to watch Mystery Men now. <laughs> that could be bring the Brewskies? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what's, what, what's our tweet? Uh, at uh, Blue Rush 1992 says, Guys, um, I don't know... I, I will preface this. He said, I don't know... I." IDK. 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 Because that's, that's what the kids yeah. Kids ain't got time for that. No, no. no. Uh, guys, that's uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but Justice League was so boring, I fell asleep and slept through the whole movie. Lamau. 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 Oh, wow. Rufflecopter. Lolzords. If you're going to Lamau me, man. Number two. Just, I'm immediately happy when you hear it. I know I love Paddington so much. I love the first one. I love this one equally, maybe a bit more. I was going to say, do, you, oh, do you think the second is better than the first? Or I don't know. He does everything that a perfect sequel should do. So I think it's exactly as good. Yeah, I think I think I'm settling on it's exactly as good. It picks up where it's gone before and mm. gives everyone great like arcs and it just developments makes me and really happy there's just there's, there's amazing things where like it sets things up for the family if we just focus on the brown family mm. it gives them like motivations of the first like five or ten minutes and then it wraps all that stuff up so <laughs> neatly by the end of the film it does doesn't it it's like it's so good yeah uh, sally hawkins wants to be a diver but she's scared of water and whatnot and then, yeah. yeah, I know it's it's so <sighs> sweet, isn't it? And I, I, it's that cast though. The cast is so good, and and you know, like Sally Hawkins, Hugh Bonneville, and Hugh Grant's villain. I love He's that amazing. villain. Yeah, and of course, the real star. Let's be honest, it's Mr. Brandon Gleeson. Yeah, Marmalade, <laughs> Marmalade. <laughs> also, and I, I've never revealed this. There is a cameo in there. There is mm-hmm. a courtroom-based cameo by a certain popular comedian. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had me howling me too, yeah. hysteria, and I loved it so much. And I would see it again just for that. I actually do. I think over Christmas, I might just go, go into a nice, again. quiet screen and go and catch. Practice. There's so many amazing like, little cameos and just people that you yeah. love. That you t- like, what's what's his name uh, from? Uh, not Alexander Armstrong, the other one. Oh, Ben Miller. Miller. Ben Miller. Yeah, ben yeah. Miller. Yeah, and uh, Jessica Jessica Hines, or was it Jessica Stevenson? Now I forget which uh, one. It was. Hines. I think Hines. Hines. Yes, yeah, she got married, didn't she? Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> so good. Such a fan. Okay, so have you got a tweet for me? I do. Um, at Jax Middleton, uh, it says, Paddington 2 is even better than the first one. Loved, capital letters, it. And how many exclamation marks? Two exclamation marks. Uh, I think I have to go again. 
at Paddington Bear. I absolutely cannot disagree. Number one. Daddy has returned. Daddy has returned, has he? Oh, wait, second time. <laughs> and um, uh, brought uh, Mel Gibson and John Lithgow, because yeah. John Lithgow, he's great. Okay, it's basically funny. It's, and I, I have to emphasize the word basically. And that's why I set up all my jokes. Yeah. It, yeah. It's Objectively, basic. you can see where the mirth comes from. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's the quote that I really wish we could have given that quote to Paramount for the poster. Uh, Objectively, you can see where the mirth comes yeah, from. Yeah, you can see how the mirth is made. Oh, um, I did laugh a few times. I don't think it is a patch on the first movie. No, I was, I was uh, taken off guard by the first one. Yeah, but but there's, there's some good, decent laughs in it. Uh, there's some horror at exactly what they let Mel Gibson get away with saying now. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it, it is what it is. It's better than the Bad Mom's Christmas one. Uh, we do have a tweet on it, don't we? We do indeed. Um, at Peckover, it's Chris Peckover, also with Blue Tick, also very funny. Well, we're getting a lot of Blue Ticks oh, my, my. Um, Once in a lifetime, a film comes along that challenges your intellect and reaffirms your faith in humanity. Daddy's Home 2 isn't that film. That is absolutely fair enough. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Off Screen. The On Screen Radio Show. And we're back. And you know what? That Avengers ident loses all the sting if it doesn't directly follow a good slating of Justice League, doesn't it? But the yeah, yeah. I, was, I was about to say they can get it right, but I don't think they can. <laughs> Maybe not for team ups. I don't no. know. Dumps just fire, make, I just make more Wonder Woman films. Yeah, just just give us more Wonder Woman films and give me uh, that Aquabro film. Yeah, uh, well, no, actually, no, I didn't like Aquaman. Um, I, I just think he was given really rubbish dialogue. And yeah, but I, so was everyone in the film. Yeah, but I trust for the James Wan film. Oh, that'll be good. I, I don't know if this actually counts as serious. Uh, apparently, the move going forward for the DCEU, <laughs> this is a rumour, it's not been confirmed, apparently it will be Legion of Doom. This is following on from okay, that post-credits yeah, that, that, thing. that makes sense. That's apparently where they want to go with it, and they want to take your time with it. And yeah, you're like, okay, if you take your time with anything, I'll consider it a win. Because the last time anyone asked you to take your time, you announced, yeah. like, 26 movies. Yeah, just stop um, announcing films. Yeah. Like, not to compare them, but, I mean, everyone is going to anyway, so let's just carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Kevin Feige, in an interview the day, said that, oh, we've got 20 films on the docket after... Face one was done, but are going to be completely different. After they're 22. After they've done 22, they've got another 20. Number 20. They know what they are. We're not announcing them yet. All you need to say is, we've got another 20 after yeah, the 22. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in. And people are like, oh, absolutely. Oh, man. So uh, let's talk about Most Beautiful Island really quickly then. Which is, okay, this is an out of nowhere, it's just bonkers little little drama it, it's, it's something so niche about this okay so this comes from uh, writer-director Annie, uh, Anna Asensio who also stars in the lead role and it presents itself initially as this sort of day-in-the-life tale mm-hmm. of a migrant worker in America I think she's it's never I don't think it's particularly stated where she is from it's, it's sort of an, a nondescript Eastern European uh, uh, locale. I think that's, that's her point of origin. And she's making a living getting by, sort of just taking waitressing jobs here and there. She, because she's living there illegal, she's taking all of her work through Craigslist, for instance. And uh, one day, she's chatting with one of her waitress friends, who's played by Natasha Roma, uh, Romano, Romanova. Because when you see it written down, you just think, oh my god, sounds like the Black Widow, I love it. Um, Natasha Romanova, um, who plays Olga, and says... I've got this job tonight that I can't make it to. Um, I go to a party. I just stand around. People talk to me. I don't do anything I don't want to. Mm. And they pay me two grand for the evening. You know, minimum two grand. Will you go in my place? Uh, she then says, yes, of course. So what then happens is uh, 
uh, a sort of it's almost by way without going into spoiler territory we just follow her day as it gets progressively worse leading up to this evening of casual work we don't have a clip because it's a sort of 50 50 split between native tongue and english language um it never quite goes the way you think it will but at the same time it's not really a narrative suspenseful sort of a thriller kind of a ride it's kind of just a it's just a one-and-done piece. There's an almost Black Mirror-like layout to this. There's sort of a... It's just it's just a piece of... Just a piece of... A random piece of narrative. Just take it for what it is. But the performance at the centre of it all, from uh, Anna Asensio herself, is a really good, really gripping performance. And where it goes, you'll, you, you never quite can tell when it gets there. You're just like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. Random? I wouldn't quite have done that, but okay. Um... It's kind of like a more demure version of Good Time, in a sense. Like, if you remove the brother plot from Good Time, like a more demure kind of one-night-with-tale like Good mm. Time. But uh, I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it, but I did think, OK, there's something quite interesting here because I just had no idea what to expect. And also, I was really captivated uh, by Anna Asensio herself. I thought that she really, really brought the goods. But uh, alas, um, over to you uh, for some uh, some quick news, if you don't mind. Right, so, have you heard about website uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, in passing, yeah. Yeah, yeah if, if you were anyone at One Rubbers or Justice League, you'd say... No, I don't what's know what that? No, not a clue. Yeah. Rotten what? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, they have a new best ever rated film on there. They do, they I do. heard this. And yeah. it's called Ladybird. Which I'm really looking forward to. I think you're looking forward I'm to looking as well. I'm looking forward to as well. Yeah. Um, as far as this it being really the cool. best reviewed film ever, I just want to point out, we had this, uh, I was talking to a bunch of the critics the other day, we were having this conversation because this story had sort of done the rounds, and we suddenly realised that none of us had seen it. Well, it's not been doing press rounds yet, has it? Right, there have been yeah. screenings in London. Oh, has I, it? I, London? Know, I know a couple of people who have seen it. Yeah. Uh, but of the actual, the regular body of the the regular critics, yeah. it's not on general for a while. No one had seen it, so I'm thinking, okay, yeah, it, it has that record for now. But yeah, I will ask you a question about Rotten Tomato scores and Lady Bird in the podcast extras. I have a very specific one. I, there's a piece of information I've forgotten, and I want to ask you about it. Okay, but, alas, we need to review Wonder though. We have to. We have to. Okay. So, Wonder, which is an adaptation of the novel which was brought to us by the screen, brought, brought to the screen by, is it Stephen Shabosky? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, he did uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. He did. Wallflower? Wallflower. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, Perks of Being a Wallflower, Stephen Shabosky. Um, this... Also the author of that book. Is he also the author? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realise. Um, I did stumble mostly by... by... Um, so, it stars Jacob Tremblay. I love Jacob Tremblay. I love Jacob Tremblay. Of course I do. Yeah. As Augie Pullman. <laughs> who is a young boy, he's been born with uh, just a certain level, he's been born with a level of disfigurement to the extent that he couldn't see, couldn't hear, couldn't breathe properly, mm. and has spent his life undergoing numerous surgeries in order to enjoy basic physical facilities that we take for granted. So the ability to hear, for instance, is a result of one of his surgeries. The ability to see is another one. The ability to breathe unencumbered is another. And then, as he says, and even some to just make me look slightly better. Right. Now, obviously, it's left him with certain uh, a certain level of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of caution as regards being seen in the outside world because he's, he's worried about how he's regarded, how he's treated, how people look at him and, and interact with him. And he, he takes us through, because he narrates the film, he takes us through in great detail how people respond and the order in which they do it. And he likes to, whenever possible, hide behind an actual space helmet. Yeah. Um, 
he starts at middle school because, as his mother, de- his mother who's played by Julia Roberts, um, determines all the kids are starting there anyway. So nobody's an old hat at this. Everybody's Everyone's new. You. Everybody's nervous. Why not go in at that stage? It's the perfect in point. He goes and, of course, must deal with the trials and tribulations of the quote-unquote outside world. But the film isn't just about that. The film is about every single character in his life, and each one is given a certain amount of the runtime to depict certain overlapping events and then certain events after the fact as well. We have a clip of uh, his response to meeting other kids at the school for the first time. Mr. Tushman went out of his way to tell me how sweet those kids were and that Julian is apparently quite the dream. No. Not a dream? Is he one of those kids that acts one way in front of grown-ups and then another way in front of kids? Yeah, I guess. Well, I know it's hard, but you have to understand that he probably feels badly about himself. And when someone acts small, you just have to be the bigger person, right? Right. Right. Yeah, I'll get the pizza. Can you get the trivia? Look at me, Augie. That kid sounds like a real jerk. If someone pushes you or push back, don't be afraid of anyone. Why are you whispering? Because I'm afraid of mom. You just gotta be a bigger person and rise above it. It's that easy. It's mawkish, cloying, nauseating, soft focus bilge, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, 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 I really did. It's one of those films that you just sit and think, this could not be more cynically contrived. There's, there's no circumstance under, under which this could not be more cynically contrived. However, Stephen Chbosky and the cast are so earnest about it. Mm. They know what this is. They know how you're going to receive it. They know exactly which heartstrings to tug. You come from all thinking, I have no feels left. I have felt all of... I literally texted you, you that. You did say that. I have no feels left. Feeling, I have felt so many feelings. feelings. Yeah. I came away from it all actually physically drained because I was thinking, stop making me cry. <laughs> I don't want to feel anything anymore. I mean, and it's excessive. I mean, there is a point at which they, they, they wheel out an old weepy trope from movies. Mm. Um, and spoiler another one from a film starring a member of this cast, actually. Um, and once you see the film and you work out which one that is, you will immediately know. Um, st- stop trying to work it out. Stop now. Are we, stop are we now. talking about the three main cast members? One of the main cast. That's all I'm going to say. There is a trope from one of the, per, that person's films that you think, really? You had to add that as well. You, you've got all the rest of this to suck at the heartstrings. You had to add that one thing as well. Damn it. Drill bit Taylor. Of course it's Robert Taylor. Yeah. Of course it is, Massive. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I really loved it. I, I thought Jacob Tremblay, he's terrific. Uh, Owen Wilson I quite liked. I, there is a wow in there, if you're wondering. Of course it is. Um, Why does it not? Julia Roberts in a surprisingly uh, diminished role, actually, for, for a star, the star that she is. Actually, it's a very good role. Um, I do think, though, the, uh, the MVP, and I say MVP not including Mandy Patinkin as Mr. Tushman. Most valuable Patinkin. <laughs> yeah, most valuable Patinkin. He owns any film. And here, yeah. this is, he literally walks into this film, my name is Mr. Tushman. He might as well make, say, make fun my, of my name is Mandy Patinkin. Well, you think he or walks in, he says, my name is Inigo Montoya. Feel free to make fun of my name. I've heard them all, Mr. Buttman, Mr. <laughs> Tushy. I've heard them all. But he does it in that straight-faced, bearded Mandy Patinkin way. That's my favourite Patinkin. Like, Patinkin is so good in yeah. this movie. I was uh, but, uh, 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 David Dix. 
Oh, oh, oh awesome. awesome. Just absolutely yeah. awesome. Can't wait to see him in the Snowpiercer series. Yes. Um, but my actual MVP is uh, Isabella uh, Vidovic uh, as the as Augie's older sister. And I, trying to, I was trying to work out all the way through where I knew her from. It turns out she was Statham's daughter in Homefront. Remember the oh, Statham v. Franco, Franco movie? Because that, that's the one we wanted. We didn't yeah. want Batman v. Superman. We wanted no, we wanted Statham Franco. v. Franco, yeah. Uh, but yes, Mandy Patinkin, though, so good that he gets a monologue towards the close of this film that if any any other actor in the world had done it would have been actually borderline offensive in, in context. In context of the narrative, could have been actually offensive. But it's Patinkin. Enough heart and gravitas to absolutely sell the hell out of anything, and he has now proven it. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Off Screen, the on screen radio show. And we're back for a bit of Binary Sunset, Mr. Allen. So, um, well, I don't, you, you didn't know this. Michael Haneke had a new film out. I didn't. To yeah. say that I'm quite a fan of Michael Haneke, I, uh, I should have known that. Right. What is your Haneke film of choice out of interest? Um, the OG Funny Games. The OG Funny Games. But then also the, the remake, remake well, which yeah. is also good. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I love uh, Tim Roth and Naomi Watts in that. I do. Yeah. I, sh- um, I should probably know more of his work than I do, but like... The, the main ones are both two funny games. Um, uh, Amour as well. Yes. We I like Amour. I like that. Yeah. Funnily enough, a cast member of the American remake of Funny Games is going to get mentioned in our next review. Oh, so, really? okay. So, Happy End, which is, uh, this is, this is a drama which is set in Calais. It, uh, in the background, you've got the, the European refugee crisis, you know, uh, with the, the trucks and, yeah, you've got all that going on in the background. You've also then got this family drama front and centre and, You've got a, a father who's uh, facing, uh, you know, diminished physical abilities, wants to, looking to end his own life. You've got Isabel Huppert, who's dealing with corporate issues. You've got uh, her niece, who's dealing with, the, let's just say, mother issues of her own. And, of course, it's all for Michael Haneke, so you know it's going to be a cheerful time. Um, a lot of the film centres around, there's a sort of undercurrent, a sort of theme running through about how these real-world problems are utilised technology. Mm. Uh, there's endless uses of, for instance, things like Snapchat and Facebook Live, and uh, the, the girl, for instance, berating her mother figure through Facebook Live and, and the, the, the feedback she gets from commenters on it. Um, it's something interesting for Michael Haneke, but it's not an interesting film. And okay. that's that's largely the big problem with it is it feels very abstract because his narrative isn't quite there. I mean, it's certainly no more, and it's definitely no funny games because funny games at least had something of a pitchy concept behind it as well. This plays as a, a very abstract drama, a very talky familial drama, and it doesn't quite hold your interest as much as I would. I mean, you know me and movies about technology. I love a good movie about. You technology. You love them. You're all about. Them. I'm all about a movie about technology, even Click. But uh, yeah. I'm kidding. I don't Have you seen that? Um, there's a trailer for uh, a Keanu Reeves song comes out next year. But I think, is it called Replicas? Or? Yes, where he's, he's a, a duplicate of himself, isn't he? He, he duplicates his family. That's his family one, yeah. in a car crash. He's very Black Mirror, but terrible. A little bit. Doesn't have John Hamm, though. That's how I like my Black Mirror ripoffs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With added ham. With added ham. Extra ham, if you will. Uh, but no, this didn't quite 
didn't quite scratch the itch for me with a Michael Haneke movie. I'm, I mean, I'm always happy to see Isabel Huppert turn up in anything. Uh, there is also a very, very minor... It's basically a cameo for Toby Jones in there as well. I love Toby Jones. And uh, he's always great to see. Alas, I do think kind of wasted here. And a few weeks after Kaleidoscope as well, which I absolutely loved. Mm. But it's not one of Haneke's better films. I mean, it's better than most other directors will churn out, but it's, it's just not up to his scratch. It's... It, it fails the Haneke, uh, the Haneke, uh, 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 what it, gauge. That's what it is. It the, lets, it lets the Haneke down. gauge. The Haneke gauge. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's fairly low down on the Haneke gauge. The Haneke totem pole. The Haneke totem pole. Yeah. Alas, do you have a piece of quick film news we can slot in? Yeah, um, the Batgirl film. It's still happening. It's oh, is it? Because there's rumours that it's yeah. been dropped quietly. And uh, no, it, it was yeah, it was it was quietly confirmed. But yes, Joss <laughs> is still directing it. Yes, Joss is still writing it. It's still a thing. I love that Joss Whedon's one of the few people who can look at the events of the last two months and say, do you know what? At least my scandal came out first. Yeah. It wasn't even it really a scandal. Wasn't really, yeah, it wasn't really a scandal. It wasn't even a scandal, but at least I got mine yeah. out of the way quite oh, um, quickly and early on. Uh, Matt Lauer has just been fired. Don't Matt know. Lauer? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah from, I know Matt Lauer. Good, uh, and, and NBC, is it? NBC, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, I mostly know him for his appearance in movies. And right, yeah. But Sharknado, he... Land of the Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Lauer can suck it! Yeah, well, Matt Lauer has indeed sucked it. <laughs> okay, he's, he's off. He's, he's off gone. Then. Okay, he's gone. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, fairly well, Matt Lauer. Same yeah. reasons as usual? It's Puff, of course, yeah. We, oh, okay, we were literally good. just yeah. saying, who was the last one? Who is it this week? Yeah. It's, it's Matt Lauer. Before we it's started, Matt we week. literally said, who is it this week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, same reason, same laundry list of, of reasons. Okay, yeah. that's that's fair enough. On which note, uh, final review of the uh, the week then. Uh, let's go with uh, Love is Thicker Than Water. Um, <laughs> this one, <laughs> right, this is a, a bit of a strange one at times. There's, there's things about this that you uh, you just think, okay, that's quirky and unusual so this comes to us from the director of drop dead fred no yeah, way yeah, really? i know so weird so atta de young um who has also co-directed it with uh, emily harris and uh, and uh, written a soul writer though it stars uh, lydia wilson stars ellie kendrick from uh, the leveling a couple months ago uh, stars johnny flynn who plays like a sort of welsh version of brady corbett Remember from the Funny Games remake? Yeah. Yeah. Plays like a Welsh version of him. It's got Juliet Stevenson in there. Uh, Henry Goodman, who most of us know as a bit player from the Marvelverse now. And um, it basically started... It, it's like a feature-length version of a, a, a Gavin and Stacey episode, if you remove the comedy from it. So you've got a Welsh guy, an uh, English girl. They start a relationship... And it's their sort of, their life and times, how this relationship falls apart periodically, rebuilds itself, you know, how they fight, make up, fight, make up, and navigate the, the, the pitfalls of, you know, couple life in, in, in the modern day. Um, here's a clip of them arguing about peanut butter. You shouldn't put peanut butter in the fridge. I always put it in the fridge. Well, it won't spread as smoothly. Arthur? What? What? Bad catch. Bad throw. I'm not picking that up. Not until you say sorry. Well, then it'll stay there till a new owner moves in or you get a new boyfriend, because it's not my fault. I don't need to say sorry. So what's the worst trick you can pull with any kind of romantic movie? Um putting Donald Trump in it. Well, there's that. Yeah. There's that. And that, I'm sure that has actually happened as well. I'm sure it, I'm has. Sure it has. He's been a rom-com. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, if 
like in order to uh, shoot in one of his buildings, he has to have a cameo. Have a cameo. Yeah. Uh, didn't Matt Damon reveal? That? Yes, he did. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, so the weird thing is, they, they fall back on the the worst pitfall of all of these movies, which is he's fickle and she's. If I just say it's a word, a word that rhymes with brick. She, she's a brick. There we are. Right. Uh, and he's fickle. Okay. And that's yeah. how the, that's how these movies always play. This one leans a bit too heavily on it. He's not particularly engaging. She's got brief moments of vibrance to her, um, but then he's let down by a script that really just calls her to be, you know, the whining girlfriend. To which you sit and think, it's 2017. Can we really not do any better than this? Um, really, I came away from it thinking I've not been charmed by it. I've not been amused by it. I've not even been particularly interested uh, in any of it. Certain elements of the plot do come together, but there are certain elements that are quite clearly left hanging, that they've never bothered to to make good on some of the setup of. And you come away from it all just thinking, it's just nothing. It's a nothing <laughs> film. Do you remember that film, I Give It a Year? With the I Rafe hated Spawn? that film, yeah. Right. I actually didn't mind that film because there were some gags in there. I'm starting thinking, finally, someone's done that gag because it's always amazed me why no one, how no one's done it. <laughs> You're like, finally, The Mentalist is in a film again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Finally, someone gave The Mentalist some work. Also, I really like the ending of that movie. The actual resolution of it, I think, is surprisingly brave. Um, this is a shame for the preceding 80 minutes. It's a shame film. about the preceding 80 minutes, although yeah. that gag about the digital photo frame is worth the movie on its own. Anyway, you remember it? You remember it? Yeah, you remember it. Also, how good is Stephen Merchant in that? So good, they gave him his own show. Yeah, put Stephen Merchant in anything. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, That, better movie than this. Okay. Uh, Didn't enjoy it, wasn't particularly won over by it. It lasts for an hour 45, and that's overlong for a romantic comedy. For a romantic drama, it's definitely overlong. And no, 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 do not, do not, do not see it. Do not entertain this. (laughs) At all, it's, it's just not. Just walk away it. from it. Walk yeah. away from it. Go watch funny games with the actual Brady Corbett in, and not his Welsh imposter. Alas, it is <laughs> not our film of the week. Is it funny games? <laughs> funny games is the R- film of the every week. Retroactively, um, I think for me this week it's uh, it's almost begrudging because I know it's it's probably actually an awful film, but the experience of watching it isn't. Wonder, okay, Wonder yeah. is our film of the week, and because I want to watch it again with a big box of tissues and, and weep more <laughs> and over a, it, and a pint of Ben and Jerry's, and a pint of Ben and Jerry's, yeah. and yeah. I think uh, that's that's absolutely where this is going to go. Um, it's, it's time to it's like a Nicholas Sparks movie, or it's what everything everything wished it was, mm. you know. Um, but alas, you know that, that's film of the week. Can't possibly give it to uh, uh, Love Is Thicker Than Water. Um, but actually, most beautiful island worth checking out. I cool. would say as well. I'll see if I can get that one. Next week, then. Quiet week, but actually stronger is a biggie. Stronger yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, this is Boston uh, bombing film. That's probably the biggest, I'd say. I would say it? that's... Bit, well, we are going to talk about another one as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, so next week we're going to yeah. talk about uh, The Disaster Artist. Yeah. Next week, because it's not actually out until the Wednesday, so... It's preview on Friday, but Wednesday is its actual day, so I'll uh, catch up previews. We'll talk about it. Excellent. I look forward to it. And actually, you're, you're, the, you're the room expert out of the two of us. Both the Brie Larson like and the I feel like you, you don't want to see it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like <laughs> you, you just want to pass it off. I don't want to pass it off. I do very much want to see it. Good. But, uh, yeah. But, in fact, but I may not have the time. So we may not have the time. Up to you. Uh, we've also got Menashe next week, which is a Jewish drama. We've got Brigsby Bear. Yeah, look forward to that. I'm looking forward to that as yeah, well. Yeah, it's by uh, a guy called Kyle Mooney, who is on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm a big I, fan of Kyle I really Mooney. like him. I know yeah. him from uh, Chappelle's show. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he was a talkie. And he came out of some zingers. Yeah. But uh, we've got Human Flow next week. We've got, in fact, much delayed one, we've got The Dinner next week. Uh, Richard Gere drama that's been uh, kind of just gestating in the cinematic ether for about, I think, about a year. That's what happens with Richard Gere. Like, we put him in a cocoon, <laughs> him, him in a couple of hamsters. And, Is it like uh, that, uh, that Russell Crowe movie where, you know, you birth an android from a cocoon, a birth of a virtual reality android, <laughs> yeah. so it looks like Richard Gere? Uh, virtuosity, so. Virtuosity, yeah. that's the one. It was. I rewatched it, it was terrible. Oh, it's so good. It's so awful. It's pretty great. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so there's a reissue next week of A Matter of Life and Death. Yeah. So, yeah, bit of a classic there. We've got Blade of the Immortal next week. That's such a badass title. It really is, isn't film. it? And now, my friend Johnny uh, from TalkSport went into a, a, a talk screen, an evening screen, sorry, last week for this, and said, that's the best comic book movie of the year. Nice. So, I'm just going to put it it's out there, though, he hates comic book movies. So... Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. And of course, next week, because we're getting ever closer to Christmas, why don't we have a Christmas horror movie this year? We, we did last we year. We kind of had one last year. We had one last year. Well, that which, which, which one was last year? Was it Krampus last year? Krampus was on before. Oh, Krampus, was that Christmas? Krampus before? has been out for two years. Now. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this year we're getting Better Watch Out. Cool. Uh, so Better Watch Out. Better Watch Out. meets the strangers. We're told. Starring yeah, says uh, the trailer. Says the trailer. Starring <laughs> Levi Miller and uh, Dacre Montgomery's in there as well. Apparently. Yeah, hopefully he won't do any rapping. I'm hoping. Oh no, no, no that's, that's he's full of Stranger Things, is he? Yeah, he's Stranger Things. I'm just hoping he keeps well, his shirt on this Power time. Rangers. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but uh, so alas, we've got all those to come and more next week off screen. In the meanwhile, this has been Candy Store Production on screen. I've been Van Connor. I have been the man who invented Christmas, and we'll be back. Just show me the way to get out of here, and I'll be on my way. You've been listening to Off Screen. For more news and reviews, visit OnScreenFilm.com. Oxenbold, that was his name. So he's it was. he's the kid from the visit, and who, Alexander who and the, he does, yeah, and Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no, no very bad day. Day. Uh, But when, actually, when we saw the trailer, and, and we caught this, I, the minute I saw it, I said, "Ho," oh. <laughs> because that's how he ends every line in the visit, isn't it? Well, that's that's how people rap. But that's yeah, how that's you know they rap. rap. But I remember in when we saw the trailer for, for Better Watch Out, my immediate thought was, if we needed to cast a young version of your housemate. In a movie, oh, right? Yeah, I would absolutely cast Ed Oxenbold to play yeah, Alex. I'll, I'll, I'll see if uh, get a picture of him. We, we we'll, should uh, absolutely yeah, we'll look. It's like uh, I don't know if you've ever met my friend Andy Sharp. He looks an awful lot like Alan Tudyk. Really? And to the extent where once, many years ago, we, Alan Alan Two Dicks, Alan Two Dicks, yeah, um, we we actually ventured to a convention. Um, that he was at specifically to have the two of them in a picture together huh. to prove the point. Years later, this would backfire when Michael McIntyre was in town. But uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, <laughs> he's but, not funny. Uh, no, no, Alan Tudyk is talented. Michael McIntyre is not. No, he Very just much not. he just says the things that we all see and Ooh. says them loudly. Ooh. You know, you've got a drawer in your bedroom. It's got it's got like toiletries in it. Oh, what's that about? Well, sometimes you need a place to put toiletries, Michael. Yeah, so it works, mate. There's a shaving Ooh. mirror in an airplane. Are people are actually shaving a bed. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like the worst subpar version of a parodic comedian, isn't it? Like yeah, a, like the, the the crap example you would give of a comedian. Well, he's. He's kind of like the southern Peter Kay, but if you replace, like, all of, like, his internal organs with, like, I don't know, baby bells and mozzarella, and you just look yeah. really, like, weird and puffy. Do you know what comedian I can? I just can't stand? What? And I, I, who, sorry? I, sorry, I, I just can't understand how people find this person amusing. It, 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 Jack Whitehall? 
Oh no! no. no. Let me let me get, can, let me guess. I, can, I, I feel like I'm going to get there. I can I can almost almost get on board with Jack Wilde because in some things he can be. That it's got to be teacher series was quite funny. Yeah, it's going to be someone like John Bishop, who is the long-haired guy that's not what's noble. Oh my is that, god! Is that what you're talking about? I think you've guessed it. What's his name? Is it Mickey Flanagan? Mickey Flanagan. It is Mickey. Right, I yeah. can't stand Mickey Flanagan. Right. He ruined an ent- a nearly an entire season of Mock of the Week for me because I just can't. He was on it. Yeah. I can't watch it. It's like just a squeaking moron yeah. in the room. I kind of fell off uh, Mock of the Week, but I remember really enjoying it. I liked that. Who was that bald guy? Was it Andy something? Andy, pa- not Patson. Uh, Andy Parsons. Yeah, I really yeah. liked him. Yeah, he's still on it, isn't he? Is he still, I, well, I've not he's seen it for a long time. On it. Yeah, yeah, he's still on it. Uh, he and Hugh he's Dennis. like one of like the last yeah. remaining. He and regulars. Hugh Dennis yeah. are the last two captains because Russell Howard and Frankie Ball both left for different reasons. Yeah, uh, you know, Russell Howard it was for you know opportunity, fame, money. For Frankie Boyle, it was they changed the locks. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> he, he grew a beard, and BBC were like, "Oh, what's that?" <laughs> you know, Frankie Boyle got really dark round about the point that he grew the beard. Yeah, yeah, I mean, same thing happened to me. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I know it's like one day you were just you were kicking puppies and it just <laughs> happened to coincide with you growing that beard. Yeah, I, I got a cat and me and my cat just were terrorized you? dogs. I've never known you clean shaven. Um, you always had like a tash and then some five o'clock shadow. I think originally, I always kind of had something going on. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very rarely without facial hair. I think I think you were a bit hipstery when I first met you though, with the beard and the five o'clock shadow. I know there was, was that the, a the tash. I don't. Yeah, the tash. It was almost handlebar like and some five o'clock shadow. I'm sure that's how it worked. Maybe I couldn't just grow a full beard, though. <laughs> and, and now, glorious as it now, is. Now, glorious ginger Frankie Boyleness. Yeah. <laughs> Although yours is at least a bit better Kemp. Better and mine's Kemp. Not, it's not that ginger. That's, uh, maybe the lighting in here. It's, it's more, a little gingery. It's more auburn, I would say. Auburn? Ginger. Yeah. You ever notice there are people like that who are like brunettes, but they have ginger beards? Yeah, it's quite a common thing. Yeah. Which is why I don't understand it when people say, oh, he's got a ginger beard. It's like, well, yeah. It's yeah. a normal thing. It's like me going it's up to you and yeah. being like, oh, he's got Robert Downey Jr. facial hair. Thank you. He likes Iron Man. You know, yeah. every time you say that to me, it just warms my heart a little. Exactly. It's, it's nice not, when you do it in well speech insult, as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to get did that. You did. Yeah, it sounds like You really did. Thank you. I got a really nice write-up in your wedding speech. <laughs> did, did people laugh? I can't uh, People did, but I think that might just be because it was maniac in sunglasses and a red tuxedo blazer. Yeah, people asked if you were part of the band. Yeah, oh, like I, I got few, that. Few of the <laughs> yeah, I got that. A lot of your older relatives at the uh, at the coffee counter did keep asking, well, yeah. what time will you be performing? And I, and I, could, I couldn't tell if they were just you know, taking yeah. a mic. This is just my jacket. <laughs> but, oh, we, we just put out, we have no reviews for this section. That's, this what, we're, that's what we're talking about, my wedding. That's what we're talking about, his wedding. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that, that's, that's really it. You, you, you went to a wedding this weekend, didn't you? I went to a wedding this weekend, yeah. Blue tuxedo plays at this time. Yeah. Yeah, blue velvet. But, uh... <laughs> and he, he wore... <laughs> I know. Yes, I made the gag a lot. Yeah, but uh, oh. let me just think. What else? Uh, actually, no. The one thing we've never said about your wedding, actually, because it is film related, is uh, did Cassie walk down the aisle to? Was it? Uh, I want to grow old with you from the wedding singer. Was that the? It was. Yeah, my yeah. friend Seth played guitar. My friend Paul played uh, violin. Oh, it was lovely as well. Yeah, um, a lot of people cried. Did it they? Seems. Yeah. Oh. Well, because obviously I was I was facing everyone. Yeah. So I could see. I, I did cry that day. I did, did you? cry. Um, oh. I will be honest. I only cried though at the stage where everyone else, every other table, had a burger, and we didn't. Uh, you were like, I just am so hungry. <laughs> I know we really were as well. And then two people on our table didn't show up, so bonus <laughs> burgers, extra yeah. burgers. Mm. But, Coincidentally, uh, don't really talk to one of those people anymore. Really? Like, well, they. It's 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 bad form, I think, to just like say you're going to be somewhere and do an RSVP and then just not 
Yeah, not yeah, turn up. Yeah. But no explanation. Not and, cool. Not cool. Yeah. Although well, it, it, it turns out the explanation was uh, because that person's partner wasn't invited. But that's, that's only because they they'd not been together. They've been together like less than six months at this point. You know when you say that, you say yeah. like, oh, it turns out the explanation. I thought, okay, an actual good reason is coming. Like he was no, performing that's... heart surgery that day. Unexpected surgery opened up. No, like um, apparently she had a big go in that she wasn't invited. But bear in mind, we had a relatively small wedding, so not a lot of like. Unless you're like married to your plus one, mm. or have been together for a long time, so but um, yeah, it was it was one of those. I am more important than <laughs> these people. These persons really important special day uh, kind of a thing. So oh well, so we so we've talked nuptials, yeah. <laughs> which is there's, there's no like not really a thing no, we do often. No, there's, there's no like wedding films or anything to tie this in. This is just being a big. There's not. There's, we don't have any wedding into my life, into yeah, brother life, giving you a peek behind the case, Alan Curtain. That's what that a, is. A look behind the beard, if you will. <laughs> there's, there's just another beard inside the case. <gasps> so, uh, oh, an open case. Inside, inside uh, Blue and Alan. <laughs> so we've got, we've got, we can just barrel out some film news. All right. And, uh, and, yeah. and, so I mean, I've got one here. Um, Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones are teaming up again. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my reaction as well. I was like, oh, the the, the two leads of the theory of everything are going to reunite. I'm like, please don't. I can't think of anything more depressing. I mean, like that film, just fine. Yeah, was fine. Do not care for him. Like her. Yeah, I mean, oh, yay, one of the world's most beautiful actresses and one of the least charismatic actors. Yeah. What a wonderful A man that cannot make. stop shaking his chin when he sings. <laughs> so, the next time you watch Le Mis. I will indeed now. But uh, no, I'm sorry. But empty, empty chairs and empty tables and wobbly faces. Enough time has passed now that I feel we can just address the Eddie Redmayne controversy, the real Eddie Redmayne controversy. The ready Redmayne. Yeah, which is that Warner Brothers clearly, knowingly pushed Jupiter Ascending aside in order to actually not interfere with his potential Oscar win. Well, yeah. I'm convinced there's no other reason that happened. It's because they didn't want to norbit it. Yeah. Effectively, yes. Everyone knows that, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm and there was a similar thing uh, for Julia Moore the previous year, even sure, maybe a year before, I forget, for uh, Still Alice. Ah. Uh, because she had oh. a seventh son out at a oh, similar time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was rumours about was going to like take away that goodwill. You know, but yeah. it, it didn't, because she was great in that. I'm not sure when it is, but the last couple of days, they've been advertising that as actually showing on like Film 4. And what, Seventh Son? Seventh Son. Like oh. an actual proper, like, hey, we're showing this great movie. And I'm like... Holy crap, I remember the Alicia Vikander was in this. Yeah. Like, I know Ben Barnes, I saw him in Punisher recently, yeah. but, uh, and I'm a, big yeah. fan, I'm a big fan of Ben Barnes. Um, Alicia Vikander that year was in, like, six films or Was seven. this during the sweep? During her big sweep, her first year? Yeah, she was doing, like, a Chastain, wasn't she? Yeah. Where it was like, everyone will know who you are in 12 months because oh, you're yeah. going to be in all of these films. Well, we didn't, like, because her first film hit the beginning of January, and then she was in, was it seven or eight that year? It was something crazy like that. And, yeah. I mean, we didn't even make it a month before she was back in, uh, Ex Machina and I think it was another month after that yeah, an Australian one yeah uh, eventually in Danish girl and won an Oscar yeah. which I still I still disagree with really? yeah because it it was a political move which we all, obviously always do where she was put in for best supporting mm. she's the female lead in yeah. the film but she's put in supporting because the competition was far too strong we can't possibly the... judge how award ceremonies work let us not think about the, uh, the, the great uh, musical comedy that is Get Out so it's funnier than yeah. joy. <laughs> well, there is that. Funnier than joy. Things are funnier. Mother is funnier than joy. <laughs> oh wait, you put mother in for musical comedy just to really mess with people. <laughs> um, what? Well, actually, it's not. Is it? Have you seen? You've seen mother? 
Yeah, of course I have. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, did you see? Uh, because obviously we don't usually do celebrity gossip, but uh, oh, uh, Darren Aronofsky and Darren Aronofsky uh, and, yeah. and Jennifer Lawrence have broken up, mm. and I think it was Robbie Collin who put on Twitter the greatest possible response to that news, which was um, cut to the following morning: identical actress wakes up in his bed. Love it. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, love it. That that's how you answer that. Yeah, if you've not seen Mother, I promise you that is relevant to the film. And <laughs> you'll does make you'll sense. understand. You'll you understand. Yeah. Uh, but that's literally the opening of Mother, isn't it? Uh, literally yeah, the opening yeah, frame yeah, yeah. of Mother. Yeah, that's literally how it opens. Is okay. it all kind of like being rebuilt, but you don't really know what's happening, and then she's in a bed? <laughs> <laughs> I know, and yet somehow by the time it happens at the end of the film, you're like, I'd forgotten about that. I think I like it. I've had a long time to yeah. digest it. I think I like it. I, I'm starting to feel that way. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to feel... Because, I I think we said this at the time, it's a great film, not a good movie. No. <laughs> it's not... Any, you don't enjoy this film, but I don't think anyone's ever intending to. But... I figured out what was going on pretty, pretty early on, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Because it was like a big, like mystery wasn't it when it was out like what does it all mean and it's like well it's this i remember um my friend johnny was away uh, on a film shoot it was a world war ii thing for a couple of months and uh, he came back for to screenings for one afternoon and we had an evening screen that night and it was for the snowman and we were hanging out in uh wherever we're hanging out in uh i think it's green park isn't it where the mayfair is and we went for a Lebanese, as one does. A Lebanese. We went for a Lebanese. Nice. I wish you could just... Yeah, I wish we were more readily available. <laughs> I love a good Lebanese dinner. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about, like, recent films, and he said, oh, I saw Mother. Goes, and I didn't I didn't quite pick up on that that whole subtext of, and he gave, you know, the actual theme of Mother. He goes, I don't know how someone would. I went, Johnny, you literally review films. Yeah. But you, that that's literally job. what you do. Of course you were supposed to see it. You're literally the guy who's meant to. Mm. But, yeah, <laughs> one of those things. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we need to talk about Extinction. You know the Michael Peña movie? Yeah, that's some news, isn't it? That's been... Has it been shelved or has it just been bumped? It, it's been... Well, sort of both, really. <laughs> it, it, it was supposed to be out in... Is it out, meant to be out in January? Yes. Is it supposed to be out in January? There's no trailers for it, no posters, and now it's not coming out in January. Yeah. Uh, that's all we know. <laughs> that's, that's all we know, Doug. Yeah, that's all we know. know. It's not coming out in January. Tough. <laughs> that's yeah. basically it. You're like, okay. Who else was it? It was Michael Pena and for Master Sex, what's her name? Oh, oh, uh, uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, oh, Lizzie I Kaplan. forget her name. <laughs> you said Masters of Sex, they quote me immediately Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I don't know why that, what's going on with that, but that's kind of a strange one, actually. Yeah, that's a bizarre one. Uh, yeah. What have I got? It's got high, quite a high profile, I mean, given that cast. Yeah? Yeah, that's a um, The director of Fantastic Beasts, uh, David Yates, has uh, been defending uh, the casting of uh, Joy Depp as uh, Grindelwald. Uh, does that defence happen to consist entirely of we really like box office numbers and Johnny Depp Oh, yeah, because he's such a draw nowadays. <laughs> We did this before the scandal. <laughs> yeah. We did this before. We did this before we saw Pirates 5. He wasn't throwing iPhones back then. Uh, I mean, essentially, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what he's been saying. But he's, he says, honestly, there's an issue of the moment. There's... There's a bus? Yeah. yeah. Uh, honestly, there's an issue of the moment where there's lots of people being accused of things for being accused by multiple victims, and it's compelling <coughs> and frightening. With Johnny, it seems to me there was one person who took a pop at him and claimed something. 
We know who that is. Yep. Uh, I can only tell you about the man I see every day. He's full of decency and kindness, and that's all I see. Whatever accusations uh, was out there doesn't tell the kind of human being I've been working with. And he's kind of got a point. He has got a point. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't know the particulars. Obviously, it's none of our business. We don't need to. Exactly. We don't know really what's going on with Charlie Rose or Kevin Spacey or Louis C.K. No. But, like, for people they work with day to day... Yeah, yeah, it's a completely was, different person. Wasn't this kind of the Sarah Silverman equation, as yeah. you put it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, oh, um, actually, I've always wondered. Actually, you know the story about Johnny Depp throwing the iPhone. Mm. Do you think Russell Crowe heard that news, laughed, and went tourist? <laughs> yeah, because because like didn't uh, didn't he use an actual hotel room? Death I believe phone? so. Yeah, uh, making uh, movies, writing songs, and fighting around the world. Exactly, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking um, of Russell Crowe, go on. Segway. Oh, nice. He has been teasing a potential uh, sequel to Master and Commander. Yeah, yes, he has. Yeah, which is always, which always like was kind of meant to set up a franchise anyway. Oh. And I'd be down for that. Yeah, I quite enjoy it. Hasn't it been so long now since the first Master and Commander that most of the grandparents who actually <laughs> liked the first one have passed on? Yeah. Yeah. It was 2004 when it was Was out. it 2004? Yeah. Oh, it was earlier than that. Yeah. Did you ever hear the pitch? Did you ever hear about the pitch for that movie? Uh, no, I don't think so. Apparently the producer went into uh, went into the, the, the exec's office. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, 2003. 2003. Yeah. Went into the exec's office to pitch it. Literally just took out one of the swords, laid it on the table, and just presented. That's how you do it. But, and that was it. That's a film. And Yeah, I mean, on that. I was thinking it was the first movie I really liked uh, Paul Bettany in, I think. He's really I, good at that. I didn't strong, remember yeah. him as being in A Beautiful Mind before that, but I remember from Master Commander. Mm. Um, I liked it, but it was one for the older crowd. Was it, was it one for your dad? Yeah, he scored uh, 10 uh, Oscar nominations. Did it? Yeah, I don't know if it won anything. Maybe I like remember cinematography, that. something like that. Peter Weir movie, isn't it? Yeah, I, I like Peter Weir. Oh, I like Peter Weir. It's, it's Peter Weir. Peter Weir gave us Truman Show, yeah. Right? yeah. Gave us preferred in uh, The Way trilogy. <laughs> I was talking about. <laughs> oh, his is, is it, is, here's The Way Back. The Way Back, yeah. Yeah. So hang on, it's The Way. Oh, no, no, but yeah, it'll be the second, won't it? Yeah, it'll be the second. Yeah. So it's the way, the way, the way, the way, way back. back. The Way, the way, way, way back. back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I've still never seen The Way. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I really don't want to see it. Well, Martin Mar- Sheen. Um, speaking of, of, of films being delayed, um, like Extinction, Halloween was meant to start filming a month ago. Yes. Uh, it didn't, obviously. No. Um, it's now been delayed. It will start production in January. Apparently, though, that will not... That's not too bad. It's not that yeah. bad. Apparently, it won't interfere with the planned release. Obviously, it wants to be out for Halloween, for Halloween yeah. next year. Uh, but apparently, no, it's not. Apparently, the delay is down to casting. Oh, Something really? to do with casting. Yeah. Somebody trying to lock someone down. Well, yeah. they only have two cast members. Uh, I thought we had Zach Efron as well. Did they have Zac- no, 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 no. Zach Efron uh, tweeted the image, didn't he? Yeah. That's, that's how it all started. No, he did have to clarify afterwards. He's oh, not really, involved he's not in it. He's oh. just a fan. Because Jim Lee Curtis put a picture as well. And so yeah. that, I think even the way that she worded it sounded like it was... Yeah, I think it's just that he's a big fan, and they, oh, they did have right. to specify he's not in the film. But no, there's only her and Ju- uh, Ju- Jamie Lee Curtis and Judy, Judy Greer. That's all we've got so far. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Yeah, on those here. kind of films they don't take long to. Yeah, to I would imagine it. not. You know, it's it's, it's quicker than making a Daddy's Home sequel. Yeah, um, so. yeah, we have kind of mentioned, but uh, Kevin Feige said that Avengers Four will be a finale. He has said there will be something that you've never seen in a superhero movie before, a finale. Although in typical internet fashion, in the brief pause between tweets, um, a lot of people threw their own suggestions for things you've never seen in a superhero movie before. I think it was Graham Linnan who tweeted stakes, question mark. Right. Um, another one put a gay character. Uh, you know, things of that ilk. 
you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, you internet. You <laughs> internet. You ruin the world. But, uh, alas, I, um, oh, oh, community. Go on. Before you do that. Go on. It's out. The, the trailer is out. It's out. So when we finish this, we're watching Infinity War. I'll, I'll show, I'll show you the thumbnail. No, no, don't, don't, please don't. I, I, I didn't want to see it, but I've just seen it. Right. I no, need no, someone else to see it as okay, well. Okay, all right, show me, show me the thumbnail. And, oh, God, it's going to be the Iron Spider, isn't it? It's, it's not, but it's very cool. It's very cool. Okay. Oh, my God, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen ever. I need it in my life right now. That looks amazing. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm good. All right, we're going to watch that the second we finish. Holy God, that looks amazing. If that's, that's just a, that's a that's still. That's just a thumbnail. That's a thumbnail. That's just a th- the thumbnail for this trailer blew my mind. Okay. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. So... Uh, Okay, well, give me one piece of news, because who cares? Right, uh, Dan Harmon is actively trying to make the community movie happen. He is, yeah. Six seasons in a movie. Well, that's what they always said. Yeah. <laughs> right, here's the thing. The, the rationale he's using is, well, I'm powerful now. I have Rick and Morty. My friend <laughs> yeah, Justin is I powerful. I have clout. Yeah, my friend Justin is powerful. He really wants to make a movie. He makes Fast and Furious movies. And, oh, my buddy the Russo, my buddies the Russos, are, they have clout. Yeah. They make those big spangly superhero movies. They have clout. So the idea is, one of his big friends would direct a community movie. Apparently, Justin Lin really wants to do it. That'd be ace. Yeah, I, I did hear about that. I don't know what you would... I don't know if it would lend itself to a movie that was a concept. But Justin Lin wasn't... He was not directly involved with any... He wasn't involved with community, was he? No, he directed the paintball episode. Did he? He did, He's yeah. got to do the film. Yeah, he directed the paintball episode. <laughs> I'm immediately sold. Yeah. It's one of those things that when you hear it, you're like, oh my God, how did I never click that one? Yeah. But yes, he directed the paintball episode. Oh, come on. That show is so good. Um, have you heard the Sasha Baron Cohen story? Uh, no. Is is it played by uh, Robbie Malik? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so a bunch of Czech, a group of Czech tourists went on oh, holiday. I have heard this, yeah, yeah, went on holiday to Kazakhstan. Yeah, you can see where this is going just yeah. by that place. Yeah, pretty much. That setup kind of tells you exactly what you need to know. Uh, they put on the mankinis. They got fined for public indecency. Sasha Baron Cohen is going to pay their fines because good for him. I mean, he's a good man. He apparently is. Um, Adam Warlock's not going to be in Guardian Three. That's not been confirmed. Not been confirmed. He might not be in Guardian Three. He might not be. He might not be. In Guardian yeah, James Gunn has just said, eh, maybe. Oh, uh, I, I still think he will. Your ten-year warning. Terry Gilliam has almost finished the man who, uh, man who killed Don Quixote. I don't know. Thought I'd love to see the day. <laughs> you might not yet. <laughs> There's still time until it's until it's on Amazon Prime Video, which is obviously because it's being funded by Amazon, isn't it? Yeah. Until it's on Amazon Prime Video, you haven't seen it. It doesn't exist. It's not a film yet. So who who was the eventual cast? Was it it's Adam Driver? Isn't it Adam Driver? John Price? Yes, Adam Hi- Driver. And John, I think High Sparrow. I, I believe so. Uh, did we talk about uh, the the Justice League loss that was going to lose a lot of money last week? We spoke about we that. We did, yeah. We spoke about that. Well, I, I've, t- I've gone back into the news from last week, so we're all good. Can we go Can we go watch, can we go watch the Avengers? Like, hell, yeah. yes, we can. Because person uh, listening to this, you've already seen it. Yeah, you've, you've already seen it by now. We haven't, so... Oh, uh, you're so lucky that you've already I seen know. it. I <laughs> know. So uh, we need to wrap this up, in which case, yada, 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 moment of cage. Wait, remember Rocky? Boy, what a movie. Yeah. The best scene was when Stallone kept hitting that side of beef. Remember that? He kept hitting that side of beef, just smashing it with his fist. That was all raw. Hit, smash, hit, make it all bloody. Sure did a job in that beef. 